listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. It's Joanna Oki here and welcome to another episode of Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Well, in this episode, I am, well, solo. Um, I hope that's okay for you, our listener. Let us know if it's not. Um, Now, today, um, I am reflecting on shareholders' agreements. Why? Well, I was talking to an accountant recently who shared that up to 80% of his clients, where there were multiple business owners, didn't have a shareholders' agreement. What? So after hearing that, I thought it was really worth jumping on to share a bit about shareholders agreements and why they are so critical to your businesses and also touch on what can go wrong if you continue without one. It's one of those areas where conflict is just so common, particularly when a sale of the business is ultimately on the table. And there are countless disputes that could be avoided by having the right documentation in place. So I'll also dig into what they are and some of the key elements in a shareholders agreement and how various clauses in these documents can facilitate decision-making and expectation among shareholders. And if you or your clients, if you're an advisor listening to this, happen to be in need of some help with shareholders agreements, be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link to our commercial legal eagles who are offering a free 15-minute shareholder consultation. This is something that they do day in, day out, and also deal day in and day out when things go wrong too because people haven't had a shareholders agreement in place. So they are very aware of what you need to do in order to minimise risk and how to set up those shareholders agreements in the right way. So please definitely book in um, in order for us to be able to help Plot your path for the future so you can avoid these sorts of issues. So whether you're a business owner or a professional advisor, this episode of Talking Law should really help you begin to wrap your head around this critical but often misunderstood legal document. So without further ado, here we go. Hi, it's Joanna Oki and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect legal. Now we're talking today about shareholders agreements, which is a topic um, that is very close to my heart because it is one that is so important for all organizations where there are more than one um, owner. So where you have more than one owner, the imperative thing is that you have a shareholders agreement in place. And I have this discussion with accountants all the time. Um, my assessment, their assessment usually ends up being something like 80%. Some people say 90%. Some of the accountants I speak to say, 
almost all of my clients who are in business with each other don't have shareholders agreements. And that's absolutely the case because what happens is quite often when people enter into business the first time um, and enter into business with others, they're so full of the ideas about what the future holds, they just don't even think about the importance of sitting down and setting out um, a shareholders agreement. Of course, one of the things is um, maybe the um, business is not at the point where that has become um, a requirement when they've first started, but there becomes a point for every business where they've hit the size uh, where if they don't get on with their business owners, this is going to create a real problem. And this is where shareholders agreements come into play. Now, I'm going to talk in just a moment about what is included in a shareholders agreement and absolutely why you need to have one in place. But I just want to talk about an example so far. And I've got loads of examples. Um, and I'm just going to talk about an example first um, of a, an inquiry that came in to me. So um, uh, here's, here's a snapshot of it. So uh, this person needed legal advice. Makes sense. That's why you come to a lawyer. Yes, I get it. Um, they are in uh, in business with another person. Um, one of them owns 51%, the other owns 49%. Um, they've been in negotiations to sell, um, which they thought they both wanted. Uh, but now it appears that the co-owner has decided that they don't want to sell. They say, I very much want to sell, and there's no shareholders agreement in place. And of course, this is the kicker in the story. Um, they said, I know I can't force the other co-owner to sell, so I want to explore all of my options in the event we can't reach an agreement on selling. Can I force them to sell? What can I do? Um, so I, I just want to answer that because the, the, this is the sort of question that gets posed to me so often that, um, I, I couldn't even count the number of times. And, and the issue is this can come up, um, you know, at exit of the business, this can come up when one partner's tired, another partner, um, is got a lot of energy still left for the business. It can come up when there's disagreements um, between each of the partners. It can come up when one partner feels that they're putting in more effort than the other partner, which, by the way, um, is one of the key reasons um, for people to want to exit um, a business partnership together. And when I say partnership, I usually mean um, that they both own shares in a company, so I don't need partnership in um, in the legal structure sense of the word. And so, what is the answer in these sort of situations? The answer is without a shareholders agreement, without clarity in your shareholders agreement, because that's another thing. You may have a shareholders agreement, but it just may not be appropriate for where you are at in the business right now. So, without those rights in a shareholders agreement, it is extremely difficult. Um, to work out what you can do in those situations. Of course, the best outcome is to come to an agreement together um, for both parties to, to have an agreed position to both walk away. But I can tell you what, when things aren't going right in the business, that can be extraordinarily difficult um, to manufacture a, a, an agreement at that point. So what does that mean? What do you need to do? As a business owner, it is absolutely critical that you sit down and you think about, number one, do you have a shareholders agreement in place at the moment? If not, it's easy. The answer is get a shareholders agreement in place. And in a moment, I'll just talk to you about the sorts of things that we need to be thinking about in a shareholders agreement. 
We have some um, great tools here at Aspect Legal that you can use. If you're interested, just shoot us a note at info at aspectlegal.com.au and we can send you out the sorts of things that you should be considering in relation to a shareholders agreement. But number two, if you do have a shareholders agreement in place, I want you to sit down and reflect on when was the last time that you reviewed the shareholders agreement and is it appropriate for where you are right now in your business? So with those couple of uh, pointers in mind, let me talk about the sorts of things that we cover in a shareholders agreement and the reason why you need them. Number one, decision-making. How are decisions going to be made um, in the business? Now, where you're... Um, where there is a majority ownership by one, a large majority ownership by one, and a minority ownership by another person, you might have a different approach to how different. Uh, you might have a different ap approach to how decisions are made than if the um, if the percentages are more evenly split. But still, as a minority shareholder, you still need to think about the sorts of decisions that you would want to ensure that you still have the right to participation in decision-making in. Say, for example, changing um, things relating to your shares, diluting your share ownership, those sorts of things. Um, and if you're a majority holder, you might also want to ensure that you have as much freedom as possible in making decisions to help move the business forward um, and not hamstrung by minority shareholders. So that's the first thing, decision making. And what happens if you don't agree? That's a super important point. Number two, expectations. It's really important that shareholders agreements hold the obligations in relation to your expectations of each other. So for example, in some businesses, um, there is an expectation that both or all owners will continue working in the business and advance in the business. So if that's the case, you need to ensure that that's specified in the shareholders agreement and you need to deal with what happens if that's not met. So that's another thing to think about. We have got heaps of tips and tricks here at Aspect Legal about what to do in that instance and what to have as your fallback. Um, but it's certainly something that you should be thinking about and ensuring that you include in that shareholders agreement. Number three, restraint. So this is really important. Um, if it is important to you that other shareholders in the business aren't going out and doing things that are in competition with the business, then the shareholders agreement is the perfect place, a brilliant place to put those sorts of obligations. Um, and number four, this is um, uh, the second last point, but it is the biggest point exit. Um, and there, I say um, the biggest point and um, the second last point that I'm going to cover. There's actually a heap of other things that we cover in shareholders agreements, but these are really the biggies that you need to think about. So exit, exit is so critically important and it is the area where I feel um, most people are caught out when they don't have a shareholders agreements. So what are exits? So you might have um, drag-along rights or tag-along rights, which are rights in relation to drag-along rights are the rights of majority shareholders to bring along minority shareholders if they're looking to sell to a third party. And that's a great provision to include if you're a majority shareholder and want to ensure that you have the ability to sell the company as a whole, um, which sometimes can be very difficult if all you have to offer up for sale um, is um, uh, shareholding with other shareholders because many buyers on the market are looking to come to buy a business as a whole, not just a component of a business. Um, 
tag-along rights, so that's the rights of minority shareholders to tag along with the majority shareholders generally. Um, so that is generally the sort of thing that we think about when you're a minority shareholder. Options or buyouts. Now, options and buyouts can be a great way for us to deal with the sorts of situations where we might want to force um, one of the shareholders or the, all of the other shareholders to exit on the basis of um, certain um, uh, meeting cir certain circumstances, or indeed, if you want the right to force other shareholders to buy your shares um, at certain trigger points in the company. Now, once again, this involves um, a lot of thought, um, and there is a um, there's a way to put this together and to make the thinking easier. But these are just the sorts of things for you to bear in mind. Um, and deal breaker clauses. I love talking about the shotgun clause. It's a really exciting clause. Well, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? Um, that you can ho have in shareholders agreements to help break deadlocks in the organization. Now, we have an article coming out. If you're interested in finding out more about shotgun clauses, then make sure you subscribe um, to our newsletter and we'll put um, links in the show notes so you can subscribe to that and find out all about what on earth a shotgun clause is. And of course, involuntary exit. So what happens on the death or TPD event um, of one of the shareholders? And then the final thing I'm going to talk about uh, that you need to include in a shareholders agreement is a concept of valuation. Even all of these instances where I've talked about exit and exit rights um, or exit obligations on the other side, you need to ensure you have your head firmly around what the valuation of shares is going to look like. Now, all of these things that I talked about could seem a bit mind-numbing, um, could seem a bit overwhelming. Um, the good news is we have a really simple approach to all of these areas. Um, so you don't need to get overwhelmed, you just need to get advice. Um, and at the end of the day, I think the most important thing um, for me to communicate um, to our audience um, and, of course, to our advisors uh, who deal with buyers and sellers and businesses who are growing out there is the absolute critical nature of shareholders' agreements in order to prevent disputes because um, my philosophy is, um, and I have seen so many uh, disputes in my uh, two decades of being a lawyer, but mostly I find that disputes occur where there is ambiguity between the parties, where there is a clear path for dealing with issues that are coming up between parties, and in this instance, between business owners, that is far less likely to escalate into huge issues because the parties have a path to follow. Um, and this is my recommendation to you. Get these shareholders agreements in place before the going gets tough, while you're having good discussions together, and make sure it's updated and reviewed on an annual basis. Well, that's it, shareholders agreements. Hope you found that useful um, and not too overwhelming and mind-numbing. As I said, we've got lots of resources available for you. If you're interested in finding out about some of those resources, then just check out our show notes um, and you'll be able to download some of those resources to help you along the way. And in our next episode, we have coming up a bit of an example of talking with other advisors who also deal with uh, the issues that can be caused from businesses failing to have a shareholders agreement or failing to have the right shareholders agreement in place. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki. And this podcast today has been proudly supported by Aspect Legal. Thanks a lot. See you next time. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode of Talking Law. 
We hope you found this episode useful and insightful. And if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au, where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode, as well as any contact details and additional information that we refer to. And of course, if you're interested to talk to any of our lawyers about anything relating to this topic, then just head over to our website at www.aspectlegal.com where you can book immediately a free 15-minute discussion with our legal eagles at any time that works for you. Of course, there's also a booking form in our show notes as well. And if you haven't yet, then please consider subscribing to Talking Law on your favourite podcast player to get a notification straight to your phone whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're a subscriber or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Well, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. This has been Joanna Oki and Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au.